Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, if you see a slightly frazzled middle-aged person by the the roadside, it'll be a Conservative Party member hitching a ride back to the metropolis. Their train cancelled in the strikes and HS2 cancelled in the foreseeable. (laughs) I'm not sure what to make of the Manchester conference and I'm not sure the Tory party members do either, apart from the fact that the Keir Starmer flip-flops were sold out in the Conservative Party shop. I think it's hysterical. I wish I bought a pair. Bully boy, well, he had a go at wokery, but said nothing about the Equality Act 2010 and the implications that it has for the NHS in the way it conducts itself and delivering statutory and mandatory training. He announced more DOSH for data and innovation that I think I've heard before. He announced three new training unis for doctors that aren't new. And he denounced the striking militants in the BMA, shouting the odds outside the conference hall. Well, he's right about the BMA. The group at Doctors Votes, which you can find on Twitter, it's at Doctors underscore Votes, have taken over most of the key committees and leadership positions and managed to wake up a pretty dozy union that's allowed the value of doctors' wages to erode. Make no mistake, the BMA is not the old geezer's club as the Romney Review, which you might have forgotten about, I linked to uh, in this morning's e-letter, described that it once was. They've redefined themselves, edgy, hard-nosed and truculent. No more apparent than in the exchanges between the union and NHS England, and I link to them all in this morning's e-letter. The NHS uh, England, they they said to the BMA on strike days, Christmas Day cover is okay for Christmas, but this ain't Christmas. Demand is higher, and it'll get even higher as winter draws us in. The BMA boss, Philip Banfield, replied, he's a Welsh Obzingani honorary professor somewhere or other, who, as far as I can tell, has never run for a bus, never mind run a hospital, apparently knows all and knows better. And he says trust should plan better. Well, faced with this level of ignorance and obduracy, there's not much NHS England can do. The government have no intention of giving in to the, quote, militants at the BMA, and Sunak's get-to-know-me speech made that clear. Thatcher's government rode out a miners' strike and resorted to a three-day working week to keep the lights on. The ghost of Thatcher looms large over the Sunak administration. Thatcher, tea towels, a popular souvenir in the conference shop. I sound like I'm running an advert for the conference shop. Anyway, we expect NHS England to recalibrate waiting lists as sort of sheep from the goats exercise. The majority are waiting for a diagnostic, probably 60%. And of those, it's likely only 20% will need inpatient care. I can foresee the Department of Health doing a massive deal, effectively privatising diagnostics, leading to a huge expansion in the sector and an exodus of NHS people who will enjoy better working conditions and less aggro. The the reality is we need to think about the appalling state of industrial relations in the NHS and fix it, not least the Confed, who represents Trust, the Confederation of NHS Trust, whose own people are striking against Matthew Taylor's proposed wage cuts. (laughs) 
I mean, really? Wage cuts, Matthew? Give me strength. To use Matthew's own words, something must be done. The NHS is characterised by neglect and tension. Governments make poor employers, they exploit their sector dominance. That has to stop, and we have to find a way to stop strikes. Now, the legislation that's wending its way through Parliament is not the answer. Another layer of law is the wrong way to do it. If you take a person's right to strike, take it away, you must give them something in return. There is another way. There's been a no-strike deal in the NHS, and I know because a million years ago I was part of arranging it. It's based on pendulum arbitration. An arbitrator, in my case it was ACAS, chooses one of the party's proposals. So, for example, a trade union demands a wage increase of, say, 7% and the management offer 3%. The arbitrator has to choose between awarding the 3 or the 7%. So the procedure is opposed to the conventional, what's called interest arbitration, in which the parties present evidence and the arbitrator acts as a fact finder and crafts some kind of award, rather like the pay review bodies do now. This has the effect of moderating each side's opening position. The decision is legally binding within the meaning of Section 178 of the Trade Union and Labour Relations Consolidation Act 1992. <laughs> I thought you'd like to know that. Avoiding recourse to strike action. A commitment is made to an annual review on an agreed timetable, ensuring remuneration never gets out of sync with the economy. All sides in this current dispute are in the wrong place. Doctors in a place that risks their reputation and professional standing. HMG's place risks their tenure. The BMA placed where their reputation as a union is at risk, with their legacy laziness exposed and a newfound militancy a turn off. The patients are placed in a wilderness of waiting and at risk. So finding somewhere in place of strife behoves us all. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and I hope we'll speak again soon.